0: Last year, Pete Sweeney was accused of cheating in the Hot Dog Derby. (laughs) This year, he's been disqualified for competing. So come join us for 610 Day at the K and watch the drama unfold on Tuesday, August 29th. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: QT, you do not miss on the bangers coming back. I promise you. This is the Chiefs training camp special with uh, with, uh, myself, Kramer Sandstone. We got QT behind doing the ones and twos. And you know who's in studio with me? My dear friend, my mentor, Jay Binkley. Bink, thank you so much for coming in here, man.
2: Cream dog, Q dog, a couple of dogs in the house. That's what I'm talking (laughs) about. (laughs) What the hell's going on with your St. Joe, man?
1: I don't know, man. That's where you're from. Once, you're born
2: and bred. These surprise storms keep hitting St. Joe. What's going on, So man? once the
1: Hawaiian Bros opened up today, which, by the way, there was apparently at some point in time today, there's certain times. Oh, you guys
2: got Hawaiian Bros up there? Yeah, I
1: had it last night. Not not the one in St. Joe, but the one here. And, man, it was fantastic. But they've opened up a Hawaiian Bros up there where portions of today, it's free from certain hours. No way. I, 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 that's what I was told. Do they from, know
2: Chiefs I, practice is going on? Well, that's the thing. So
1: I used to work at Chick-fil-A up in St. Joe, and obviously during training camp was during our busiest time of the, the year. And you would not believe how many Chiefs players I got to s- s- <laughs> I got to see come through and also smell from what's coming out of their car, which is hilarious. Um, Dwayne Bowe, he's a good one. He, he would love the new Missouri law. Uh, but... Uh, but, yeah, no, there's a Hawaiian Bros up there, and apparently the storm, the bringer of rain was up there to bring it out, and then, yeah, Dusty uh, made it out safely. Yeah,
2: Dusty got uh, stormed on pretty good earlier this week. It was uh, Fesco and clean on Monday. The little surprise storm came through. Actually it made its way down here, matriculated its way to Kansas it's, the City.
1: The weather right now is weird. Hey, it is weird. It's, it's cloudy now here. It's about I bet it rains here in the next 30 minutes. And if
2: it wasn't so cloudy the last three days, it'd be even more hot. Yeah, I it. know. Thank but God. it's been nice. But these rainstorms come in and out, but St. Joe – Seems to be getting hammered. Now, I was listen to you and Dusty, and uh, you were talking about uh, this defense. Yeah, can it be top ten? And you know the Terri McDuffie now because he Terri McDuffie spent about around eighty three snaps or so on the uh, slot last year, and looks like he'd be doing a lot more of that this year. But I've firmly been saying, you know, I, I talked a little bit yesterday with the Rob when I was when I was on uh, the drive and top ten defense. When you mention the word top ten defense, can it be? It will be. You sure? It's it's not, can it be? It will be a top 10 defense. This will be Patrick Mahomes' best defense with the Chiefs. And this isn't far fetched to say it. Last year, they were 11th in yards given up. Okay, <laughs> It's climbing one spot. They were 12th in total defense. Yeah, scoring defense is what you'd want to see better. It was 16th. But if you look at previous five years, you know, they're top five or six scoring defense. Like that is something they've been but not break. Is typically what the Chiefs do. Do I think the Chiefs can be 10th in top 10 in total yards against? 100%. Do I believe the Chiefs can be a top five scoring defense? Absolutely. Do I think the Chiefs can still be a top three sacking defense? 100%. They led the NFL in quarterback hits last year. It's not far-fetched when they finished number two last year to say finish three. But you're talking jumping two spots in total defense to get the top 10. And you were talking about a defense loaded with rookies last year. You're talking four rookie defensive backs playing in the Super Bowl. You're talking 61 starts by rookies, Kramer. Yeah, You're I know. I know. talking 61 starts, Kramer. Can you tell me the other two teams that led the NFL in rookies starting? Let me help you. you yeah, I'll teams, need help. It's the teams
1: that picked one and two in the Clearly, draft. and that's what's going to happen this year, too, And Bink. number three on but that list th- won the damn whole thing. But thank Bink. I get it. There were a ton of rookies on this defense that were helping this team win, and they obviously helped win a Super Bowl. Now people know the tendencies of a Brian Cook, of a Trent McDuffie, of a Joshua Williams. They know their tendencies now. How how can we believe that other teams are going to surpass them on the secondary? Because, I mean, Granted, people just throw straights now about how, how good the arms are on the quarterbacks in the division and also outside the division. I, I'm just curious and concerned. What, I, I mean, I obviously told Dusty that uh, this defensive line, it just gives me the, the heebie-jeebies because that's just the biggest question mark to me. As Vernon would say, this, if you're
2: scared, get a dog.
1: I mean, I don't have a dog. I have a couple cats. You already know this. But um, uh, but I don't know. With these these sophomore seasons, it could be something different for these players. It, it's It's how they adapt.
2: It's interesting you say that. But that's not what's going to happen. because Sophomore
1: I, slumps are a thing. They, they are. That is. That is.
2: But let me tell you this. All right. Steve Spagnola, defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, a few weeks ago during OTA. He's a stud. Listen to these
0: words, Pie's Kramer. on.
2: Listen to these words, Kramer.
0: And they feel it, and it's different, and they're confident. The first day we went out there for a walkthrough, the communication and the talk. Now, I'm including Justin reading that because last year was, was all new for him, too, even though he was a vet. Uh, the system was new, and those guys just from a verbal mm-hmm. and, uh, being kind of tied into that standpoint, they were just they were just jealous. You
2: didn't hear the very beginning, it was cut off a little bit. T- they're like light years ahead, light years
0: ahead. So they're light
2: years ahead.
1: They're, when they're I mean, You think about it, I mean, you, they are because they won Super Bowl. yes. Well, there's
2: several things. One, you're not hitting that rookie wall, you know, where your college season will be over in 12 weeks, whatever. True. So you're playing a lot longer because you're going all the way to the Super Bowl. So you know, that's another we'll see. There's there are five games in the regular season plus the three in the post, that's eight more games. That's half an NFL season that these rookies even had to go past the rookie wall. That's one. Number two, they've seen it all. They can process things. When you're not a rookie anymore and you start to feel and sense the game of football, what teams are going to be doing, and you throw in, you played guys like Joe Burrow, you played Jalen Hurts. I mean, you played good quarterbacks down the street. Probably won't
1: play Joe Burrow this year.
2: Sophomore for defensive backs is huge. Because usually yeah. the light bulb starts turning on. Well, the light bulb hit these guys early. Because Look you. at Juan Thornhill.
1: Put in for instance. Choice. Did his light bulb really turn on his well, sophomore Eric, year? Not back, really. You can
2: go back to Eric Berry. Even I mean, him. Turns, well, the light bulb did come it on. It came on for two.
1: Eric Berry. Juan Thornhill, not so much.
2: Well, some guys, you know, the light bulb comes on for. Some it doesn't. But when I'm looking at the way these guys played last year, look at Jalen Watson, seventh-round pick, two interceptions in the postseason. Yeah, that's huge. And his other interception, You can say all of his interceptions were huge because they were. And the first one he had was against the Chargers that won the game.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm curious, though. Do you think – is Brian Cook starting? Or is it going to be Mike Edwards? That's a position battle right there. I'm actually looking forward to see who actually wins.
2: You know, I I think um, starter will be in name only with a lot of guys on defense where they they put out the depth chart and their starters, which Chiefs usually do. They give you, like, a nickel depth. Yeah. But starter in name – it doesn't mean you're always not going to play. It's just you're going to be out there, but they wrote it's going to be a rotation in the secondary. Edwards, because of the experience, might get the nod more, but they'll play because they have the, the Hall same. of Fame game, right?
1: I, I think what's that? They have the Hall of Fame game, don't they? Who? Who are the Chiefs? No, no. Why, why do they think of the Hall of Fame game? Why, why the Jets and the Browns. Kramer. Jets and the Browns have it. There's another good quarterback. How can you that forget the
2: J E T S? Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I man, it's Deshaun Watson, it's, Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to play though. I know they're not. And you're not going to see a lot of starters in this game. Here's the thing. All these teams are so happy they shortened preseason from four to three. Thank now they get the four. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's little. true. And they used to hate more <laughs> when there was five preseason games for the teams in Canton. No, they don't play in the Can Hall of Fame. Can you just imagine
1: anymore. playing more than three games now? No, it's just I it's think... just weird. I mean, I. Well, they never
2: played anyway. Remember that
1: a couple it's years true. ago
2: they canceled the Hall of Fame game because the turf. Yeah. They bought all the turf from the Saints, and they moved it to Canton, Ohio, and like, it was sticking to the people's Heck. cleats.
1: Heck, it's it sounded like the uh, the turf from uh, Super Bowl that the, the Eagles fans can't, or the Eagles players yeah, was, can't get yeah, over. Yeah, it. Man,
2: oh uh, well, the Eagles! Uh, don't let them talk about. Uh, they they, uh, they
1: continue to talk.
2: That's wild. It, well, it is. You know what's funny is, uh, they've been talking a lot. C. G. Gardner-Johnson is with the Lions now.
1: Oh, he's just chirping up a storm. Did
2: get, he he got banged up. He was on what Twitch or one of those with the video game, and he was talking about how the the fans are annoying in Philadelphia. He even he even he realizes. And says that they are because he's playing out of both sides of his mouth. But regardless, I was watching NFL Network. They're reshowing the Super Bowl, and it's funny because both those teams slipping around.
1: Yes, they were. They were on skates the entire game. Yeah,
2: it's who had the better cleats in that game. But uh, I, I think it's going to be rotation, just like you see with this defensive line. Yeah. E- even though Nick Bolton two years ago, you know he that wasn't was, listed as a starter. A lot which of was games. so annoying because you know how big of a
1: the... Nick uh, Nick Bolton guy I am. You yeah. Know, I, had, I had a mocked first round of the yeah, Chiefs. First
2: round. First round and. But he ended up leading the team in tackles. So, it's by proxy who ends up getting a start. It's going to be a rotation, though. It's going to be complete rotation. I love Nick I totally Dayton. believe that. And I like the Ricky Shamari-Conner. That was actually my favorite draft pick. Really? That they well, I like Snacks, Coburn. Because uh, I mocked him.
1: You did. You I, did I,
2: I, yeah. I mocked Snacks. But I like shamari Connor from Virginia Tech. And, again, the Chiefs have been so defensive back-heavy in the draft. That's why they jettisoned Fenton, and they didn't care at all. But here it was uh, – Biden's gone well. What are they going to do with all his rookie? they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but seven out of ten picks um, went on defense for the Chiefs two years ago in the draft. Five of seven picks went defense this year. So they've been loading, loading, loaded up. And look at all the, look at all the guys still in the second year of their contract, or even the guy like McDuffie's going to have a fifth year option. I mean, that that, that secondary is loaded with long. That fifth year option is huge and inexpensive solutions because when you're paying your quarterback seventeen point three percent of the cap. Patrick Mahomes last year, the largest amount ever given to a winning quarterback in the Super Bowl. Manning actually had more on one of his Super Bowl losses, but the Super Bowl winner, he had more of the cap than anybody. Well, how do you do that? You do it by a bunch of rookies, seventh round picks, and guys you can just insert plug into and play, lineup. guys. Basically. But I, I do feel this is a top 10 defense, but Shamari Connor, the reason I really like him, the Chiefs always draft ahead. Like it's always what they're doing. And Shamari Connor does a lot of that LJ Snead stuff.
1: Oh, so you think this is a replacement to sneak? Well, so it could,
2: I'm saying it's on the table. It's, it, it's a guy they love because he's a four-phaser, can play all the phases of special teams. And the fact that he led Virginia Tech in sacks back in 2019 as a defensive back. Plays corner, plays safety, lockdown guy on a tight end. I think they really like his potential. You know
1: what I like about this defense that could possibly make it a top, uh, top 10 defense? And that's the addition of Drew Tranquil. I think him in that linebacker's core next to Willie Gay, if they switch it to a, a mainly 4-3, I mean, they already do with mainly 4-3. But if they're out on the field at the same time with the Sam, Middle, and Will linebackers. It's going to be so much fun to watch because we already know how quick Willie is to the to the ball, and we already know how much Nick Bolton is at the ball.
2: And Willie's contract here, too. And
1: yeah. that's that's true. And we're going to see. That's my where, guy Trez
2: used to say, "It's he's undefeated. It,
1: it very much is undefeated. I mean, we saw with Lamar Jackson last year. I mean, but I think Drew Tranquil actually helps this team out more than what we realize. I think Drew Tranquil was really one of the most like, under, I, I underrated signings. I love hate signing. this signing. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, as a fan of not of the Chiefs.
2: Well, it, it's a personal problem you have, Kramer. I know, it, It's I actually know. a pretty deep problem. You probably should get help for this. Seriously. Hey, hey I did Because re- your favorite team sucks.
1: You know who my top three favorite Chiefs players are? Who? Sky Moore. Nick Bolton. Tommy Townsend.
2: That's a total Kramer move, man. That is a total Kramer move. I thought you were going to go James Winchester. but um, the bottom I mean, line, he's, pretty, he's my fourth. He's my fourth. He's your fourth. He's you, just you, outside you only, the bubble. You always go eight kicker, and I know Nick Bolton's always going to be. And th- that's kind of the forgotten trade. That was like the biggest dart throw, perfect bullseye that Brett Veach has done. That is a baller move by Brett Veach to get Nick
1: Bolton. Oh, yeah.
2: And a lot of people nationally. Don't In the even. second
1: round, they took Creed Humphrey before Nick they, Bolton. They didn't
2: even realize it. I
1: was shocked when he kept falling. Like they, I was like, "What is going on here?"
2: They don't realize the fact the Chiefs did not have a left tackle because they didn't get Trent Williams. They tried for Trent Williams, I and mean, that thing went to two or three in the morning. That till he finally decided to stay with the Niners. But the Chiefs wanted Trent Williams. Oh yeah, and they didn't have a left tackle. Oh, let's call our rival because the Ravens haven't been the same since that that move. That's they, very they, true. They banged up and hurt and all that, but the. There are two rivals for the Chiefs helped them out the most. The Bills giving us pick 10 to get get Patrick Mahomes winner. Isn't that ironic? And then Orlando Brown comes in here for two serviceable years. You did win a Super Bowl with him. But let's not forget Nick Bolton because Brett Veach said the second, third round is the hot zone, mm-hmm. the hot zone. Where was Nick Bolton? Second round, hot zone. What did he get from the Ravens? Orlando Brown plus pick 58, which, oh, it turned into Nick Bolton. Rebecca Drew Tranquil. <laughs> I love the move of Drew Tranquil because it's an everything linebacker, and he's so damn good in coverage. Yes. And Willie Gay was very good in coverage coming out of college. He was number one rated with pro football focus. They, you know they do college football, too.
1: Take those with a grain of salt, though.
2: But he, but he was the number one rated um, uh, linebacker coming out of the draft in coverage. So the Chiefs nailed Willie Gay. Didn't have to grab him in the first round. And Drew Tranquil is a stud. A guarding receiver, it's a perfect nickel linebacker. We've for seen it. We've team. seen
1: it so many times too, him in a Chargers uniform. We've seen it so many times. What the the beneficial aspects to Tranquil is,
2: and the one thing is, they're going to do a situation where we, with uh, Drew Tranquil, he, he blitzes too. With five sacks last year, I mm-hmm. mean, the guy does so many different, which is perfect for Spags.
1: Oh, Spags, how he designs crap, man! It's it's good because his sacks don't
2: just come from the edge. They're coming from the secondary. They blitz more than any team in the NFL in the secondary. Heck, when Tyron Matthew was here, Honey Badger blitzed more than anybody in the secondary. This is what they like to do. They like to come at you from Nick Nick Bolton sprinkled in can give you a sack or two. He's not going to be a big sack guy, but the surprise moment he will. You're getting it from the interior or the exterior, like Chris Jones. Aminu is going to be a really nice um, signing for the Chiefs and what he can do. And you know when you have the Mike Danas, you know sprinkled in and getting to the quarterback. And um, and then, of course, with the uh, concentration the Chiefs have had on the edge with Karloftis and Felix. And I do think Karloftis, doing all that hand fighting in the offseason with Tom Bali. Uh, oh, that's going to help
1: out so much. Frank man. Clark
2: helping him so much last year, staying after camp at practice with the Karloftis. But you saw a different George Karloftis second half of the year. And don't forget, there was like three sacks he left on the table from earlier in the year. If not, I mean, this guy – can he push double-digit sacks? Yes. I think he gets double-digit sacks
1: 100%. I think he could push it. I think FAU could probably push it. And that's probably about it. If Chris Jones, clearly, yes, he can probably push double-digit sacks. And we're going to see clearly two sacks from LeJarrius Sneed at some point. And he, a he, Hughes he's good for two you, sacks a, a season.
2: He's going to give you seven to ten. I mean.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's 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 very much true. We might Let's let's switch over to the other side of the ball. Uh, we'll take a quick break. That's Jay Binkley, QT, behind the, the, doing the ones and twos. I'm Kramer Santon, on our Chiefs Training Camp Spectacular Special Show continues after this our chiefs training camp spectacular show that is a call to the bullpen basically to myself i am basically Bl- blaine gabbert to dusty likens is patrick mahomes i am kramer sansa i'm being joined by jay binkley and qt doing the ones and twos over there Talked about defense in the last uh, segment. Now I want to flip it over the sides of the offensive category, specifically the wide receiver core, because we are, we, we know Tony's hurt. It's, it was the inevitable was about to happen at some point with Kadarius Tony. Now it's all about the MVS, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, Richie James, Justin Watson, you name it. Heck, even Cornell Powell. You, you name it. It is now time for them to step up knowing there's a guy that is hurt and I'll tell you one person that I think is going to step up the most throughout training camp and he's going to have probably the biggest production value on the wide receiver side this upcoming season that's going to be Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore last year being his first year in Andy Reid's offense, I mean we get it. The numbers weren't there for him. It was his first year trying to Who learn mocked him, Kramer. Um was it I think it was a Jay Binkley who mocked Sky Moore uh, to element um, to the Kansas City Chiefs. But we Second year in Andy Reid's system in his offensive scheme system, we s- see players succeed. We see players excel in their position group. And I think we're going to see a big jump whether if or if not Kadarius Tony plays all 17 games at regular season games. I still think Sky Moore is going to have an exceptional season this year. And you'll probably be the number two wide right receiver on
3: this team by the end of the year. I've got two questions. Uh, one to go back to what you said coming out of the break. If you're... Uh, Chad Henney. Am I Shane Buchel then? Ooh, you're like more like Jordan Tayamu. <laughs> okay. And then going to the wide receiver group, Uh, where, what is Rasheed Rice's role in this offense? Because he's a rookie, but people just won't stop talking about what he's going to do in this offense. And personally, I don't understand how we can consistently talk about how rookies struggle in an Andy Reid system. And over two decades of coaching football, there have been only two guys to be successful coming out of college immediately, and that is Jerry Macklin and Deshaun Jackson. And then when we get to training camp, it's like, oh, this rookie, he's going to be fantastic and great in the system.
2: Well, a big part of it is those guys haven't had Patrick Mahomes. And when I look at Sky Moore and I look at Rasheed Rice, those are the only two guys drafted with Mahomes being here Mm -hmm. because everybody else came in. From the outside, Kadarius Tony, MVS, Justin Watson, MVS, uh, Rich James, they came in from a from a different source. Juju, uh, when he was here last year. But uh, Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice are different. Rasheed Rice is a guy that when you think, okay, who's got more pressure? Sky Moore, not this year, but last year. He had a lot already, of pressure. He, well he's behind he's behind Juju, he's behind M V S that takes a little bit of pressure off, but Tyreek was gone, so are you gonna step up around? But Rasheed Rice, he's the big addition. Because it wasn't O'Dell coming here. It wasn't DeAndre Hopkins coming here. Even though DeAndre Hopkins was kind of like somebody they did covet all the way to the end, but it's Rasheed Rice. You lose Juju, so it's addition and subtraction. He's your he's your addition. Richie James was an addition. But for the most part, Rasheed Rice is your flashy new toy. It was down at Camp Pat. Listen, some guys pick up offenses quicker than others. And with Patrick Mahomes helping you out nonstop, always answering your questions that can be different but this is, this is kind of what he's made of. Rasheed Rice last year at SMU, 96 catches. Jordan Curley, number two on SMU, had 37. Moochie Dixon, the third leading wide receiver at SMU. That's a good name. Moochie. These are c- fake names. No, they're real names. You should have been here yesterday by shark talk, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a shark attack in Missouri, and you would have totally uh, whoa, whoa, pushed whoa, it. Against wait, the
1: wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. Like
2: bull sharks and stuff can go up rivers.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's and it true. went up
2: the river because the Mississippi goes straight from the Gulf. So that's the one and only shark attack ever in Missouri. He probably would have uh, pushed back on that, Quentin, but it is real. But think about what I'm saying here. Rasheed Rice, 96. Number two receiver, 37. Number three, 28. Meaning he did everything. I mean that is a huge discrepancy between your leading receiver, your second, third. So it's a guy that's used to a lot of action. It's a guy used to a lot of stuff, and his body type and size is something they don't have. They have it in V.S. because he's six four and runs a four three seven. But you don't always really see all those, all the, those skill sets with MVS that you want. But Rasheed Rice gives you something different. This guy's a chip off the Sammy Watkins block. And that's something they've kind of wanted on this offense. That's why I think he's going to be so big. And Sky Moore, yeah, he's taken that, that leap from year one to year two, and you start to see it, uh, you
1: know, halfway through the season. Heck, you saw honest. it in a Super Bowl. You did. And, like, I, I, like you, his vision on the field, his IQ is spectacular. And I think that's why he's he's going to have a big production this year. And I think Rasheed Rice is going to probably go in the same exact role of what Sky Moore did last year. I think that's what we're going to see production value. And that's totally fine because – it's him nibbling and dabbling himself into what Andy Reid can, I guess, supply him the tools. Andy Reid has already designed plays for Kadarius Tony, for M- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, for Sky Moore. Heck, he probably has something already still for Justin Watson, because you already know he always breaks off for an 80-yard touchdown at some point in the it's season. It's a
2: deep route guy, but the uh, text says Sky Moore's overrated. He doesn't oh. have what you all think. Andy Reid knows it, too. Well, I don't know about that. Well, here's the thing. If they weren't confident in the receivers, they would have... Made more of a push exactly. to grab one, even though Andrew Reed was very instrumental in DeAndre Hopkins communicating with him until the end. But Sky Moore, dude, looks like a different dude, man. And you know as well as I do when he came out of the combine, he's he checked. had the biggest hands in the draft. He catches everything, and that's always favorable to Andy Reed. And he's quick, and he, but he looks different. I mean, he was he, checked. He runs routes. I mean, it's it's. I want to see what he can do this year because I'm actually excited for the direction he can do. And having Patrick Mahomes as your as your quarterback. Uh, never hurts and Mahomes did say this Kramer and I like this this shows you how forward thinking he is with his receivers you like to put them in situations I would see how they react a lot of quarterbacks don't do this this is how forward thinking Mahomes is with his group receivers that's why I have confidence with these guys with Patrick
1: I like to test guys because I feel like now I have a good sense of the of the of the offense obviously so I like to try to do stuff Um, to see how guys react. I mean, that's using a lot of different cadences throughout practice um, and see if the offensive line will sit in there with the new guys um, and and be off off the ball at the right time. Or if that's with the receivers, I know there's one down in the red zone today with Justin Ross, where I try to throw him the the fade ball. And and that's not something that he necessarily is taught to do, but it's something that it's the next step. And so let's try it out here. If, if, he, if he messes up and he doesn't do it the, right, the next time, then whenever he gets to the game days, he, he'll do it right and, make a, and score a touchdown. And so it's just stuff like that. It's just testing guys, uh, doing that stuff that maybe, maybe not as talked about in the, in the meeting room, but it's stuff that we do throughout our offense. And, and this is where you have to test it out. And the country gives me the freedom to do that. All right. So there
2: you go. Testing them out, seeing what they do, putting them in situations. Do I want Petra Mahomes to have a pure, identifiable one or two? 100%. Yeah, I do think I every single quarterback to have, wants that. Do I that. want him like Peyton Manning to have Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison? Oh yeah, you can. And have Dallas Brandon Clark. Stokely. Well, you can have Brandon Stokely, too, which he did make a thousand yard receiver. He, so <laughs> that's, that's very you true. Know, with Marino, Duper, and Clayton, with with
1: he made him a thousand yard with receiver. Clark with less and games. Rice and
2: Joe Montana. Yeah, I mean it'd be nice to have those guys, and eventually I think he will because this this shift that we've seen from defensive players uh, through the draft, uh, they're going to have to go offense here and heavy offense eventually here, but tight end in wide receiver now that they get the line kind of down to where they want it but uh i would look for that in the future
1: pat name drop justin ross are we in or out on justin ross at this point in
3: time? out 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 i'm so
1: out see i i i i agree I, I think there's there's too much too many players on this team and what was it a foot injury that he had in clemson it, it was it was something with his foot the dude was a stud. there's
2: a reason why he wasn't drafted um he was here last year He's here this year, and, and you know practice what? Practice squad guy. He was run- he was running with the ones <laughs> the first day of camp. So Justin Ross is a guy I didn't have making this team. Did I, don't, I? Same. But with Tony's injury, sky's the limit for this guy. How, I mean, how, how he long can, can get, get on this? R- he can get on this roster. There's probably a good chance Justin Ross does end up on
3: this roster. Okay, congratulations. You're the sixth wide receiver. Well, there's not well, enough the
1: fifth if Tony's going to be hurt. Depending on how long it takes for Tony to get back on the Had field, they
3: signed somebody. No.
1: They're not going to. They don't have the I money know, for but it. But had
2: they done it, no. But opportunity
1: comes when guys are in the tub. Yeah, I can't make the club from the tub. And he's in the tub a lot. Uh this is uh the Chiefs training camp spectacular, Jay Binkley, Kramer Santo, QT on the ones and twos. We're gonna take a quick break here on Six Ten Sports Radio, come back with more Chiefs content because we're gonna be on until noon. Till noon, baby. We'll be right back. I just think QT just just knows that I like classic rock and all the rock in general. For me, you like everything. I, I, except for country. I'm not a big country music type of guy. Or I'm not, e- I'm not, e- you you not a Swifty either. You know, I got under the, the skin of a Swifty before. No. That sounded really weird. On Twitter, I made a comment because of the Travis Kelsey thing, all that situation, you know, him trying to offer her the bracelet. Um, it was a pro I, move. It was a pro move, but yet she did decline. Um... I replied back to the tweet that was out there. Or is it, is it an X now? An X tweet? Are we tweeting X? Um, but, yeah, I replied back, and a Swifty, like, yelled at me, basically, through Twitter, and I just laughed. Like, th- these Swifties come out of the woodworks like cockroaches. It is gross. But you guys probably didn't, uh, didn't want to tune in to listen to me talk about Swifty fans being cockroaches. But I'm Kramer and We have QT behind the one and twos. Jay Binkley here in studio. Our Chiefs training camp spectacular rolls on until noon. It's not dusty. I know you all probably want a dusty. Uh, I want a dusty. And, uh, I mean, the weather didn't cooperate. Now that weather looks like it's right above us at our studio here in Mission. So, uh, yeah, Bink, uh, football is football's coming. It's like, you know me, I'm a big baseball fan, and we're getting close to the trade deadline. That's on the 1st. That's on Tuesday. When it usually comes to the trade deadline, after that, baseball goes by a blur because it's already football season. Cause it is football season already. Heck, it's football season all year around, and I know that's – you eat, live, drink, whatever, everything, football, heck, you inject it into your veins if you could. It's just here. It's here, and people should understand that the Chiefs, they're they are going to be looking very good once week one happens.
2: Well, it's a, it's a business-like approach they've had in camp, and just the way they go about things. Andy Reid is so meticulous to the practice. Everybody knows exactly where to be at the right time. And in this team, they're just going about their, their business, which is good to see, and and just the detail they're doing. And when you're drafted by this team, you're expected to play. And that's not always been the case. Um, Some of the Chiefs always looked at was the Steelers or the Patriots. The guys that get drafted in there would go in there and be ready to go. You saw with the Royals a little bit, you know, in 14 and 15, when guys got called up from AAA, it wasn't like, hey, here's your training. wheels, go out there and do whatever. No, you are <laughs> called up to help that team win because it was one of the best teams in baseball. And the Chiefs have gotten that way too, where so many rookies have been required and looked upon as, you know, regular players that contribute and help this team mm-hmm. win. And last year, they were a big part of this team winning a Super Bowl, you know, being rookies. And 21 of the last 22 draft picks are on this roster. And you will not find another team in the National Football League. That That's can a lot. That. And you'll say, well, what's it matter if it's a draft pick and he makes a team? Well, they've been to Super Bowl three times in the last four years, and they have two Super Bowl wins. So you can say Brett Veach is doing it better than everybody else, not to mention One of those drafts was during COVID. And we see a lot of those drafts that year from COVID, third and fourth-round picks, no longer on teams. And you got guys that are floundering around like Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, the quarterbacks taken early in that draft that can't even get on the field. So yes, COVID did screw things up. The Chiefs were not screwed up by it.
1: That's true, and I think that the Chiefs, heck, we were doing the the draft spectacular show during that during that COVID time. That was so weird seeing Roger Goodell sitting in his chair, and we're, we both were head scratching ourselves, like, why are why 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 did Trey Lance get drafted? Why did Zach Wilson get drafted? Especially in the first round. I mean, it's just a a clear no one knew exactly because of how the season ended, or didn't even basically even play. Honestly, I it's just it's just weird how the Chiefs know. Everything. It's like Brett Veach is always five to 10 steps ahead of everybody, whether if it is signing players, whether if it is drafting players, whether if it is trying to matriculate, waiting for the Kansas City Royals to, I'm going to talk about their downtown stadium stuff before they wanted to talk about their downtown stadium. They're not, they're not going downtown. Their new stadium plans at some point. I hope it at least happens. But I digress. Brett Veach is just so, and he's an alien. We already know there's aliens here in the um, United States. Apparently, our government has some of them. It's looking like it, yeah. And I think Brett Veach is an alien. Shohei Otani, an alien. Well,
2: the bottom line is he's so Patrick good Mahomes, with, the, with, alien. The, with the undrafted guys, are seventh-round picks. And that's why Justin Ross stands a chance because, you know, this team finds those – they find the Byron Pringles. It'll <laughs> her, Byron Pringles. And Pringle. they'll throw them on a roster. But here's the, here's the example. And this is what's going on in camp with an undrafted guy. And keep in mind, a lot of the undrafted free agents, the EDFAs, were basically valued more than seventh-round picks because a lot of them got more money than seventh-round picks did because they could choose whatever team they wanted to go to. It's kind of the way that people went with running backs this year. Derrick Prince was a guy with the way his speed and what he, the numbers he put up, put up at the combine, should have been drafted. Should have been drafted. But the one thing about him was, can he catch the football? That was the big question, right?
1: Doesn't matter he's running back.
2: No, he's catching everything. He's catching everything. camp got five passes the other day. He's catching everything thrown to him. So what I'm saying is, here's the Chiefs. And they see a guy, and they see the potential, and say, no, he can catch. It's just his offense he was in and Tulsa wasn't asked to do it. Jonathan Taylor faced the same thing when he was at Wisconsin. Yeah. They said he couldn't catch touchdown passes. And then his last year at Wisconsin, he got two, like in the opening game. Kind of like the force feed. But high school football players, you'll see a quarterback, you'll say, why is this guy a four-star? Why is he going to Alabama? The guy hardly put up but 1,200 yards passing. You know what they say? It's the offense that he was in, we see his potential. Let me tell you about Denaric Prince. First year at AM, because he transferred to Tulsa. Deneric Prince, zero catches his first year because he barely played. He gets to Tulsa. He caught four passes one year. The next year he caught five. Uh, last year, or no, excuse me, seven. Last year he caught nine. He caught nine passes. he probably have that by week three or two in the NFL. Nine passes. A total of 17 passes he caught in college. Dude is catching everything out in practice. So what they're saying is, man. The Prince, this guy really can catch. They knew he could because they, they worked him out. They saw him do it. But to Andy Reid, can you block? Can you catch? That comes before run.
1: Yeah, but we've already seen with a, a running back on this team who's still on this team that draft that was drafted out of LFSU, that was a very good pass-catching running back, but yet we do not mm-hmm. see him do that in the NFL. Do I think this is what's going to happen with Prince? Yeah. I don't think he's going to be worried about no. – catching the football because we already have Jarek McKinnon here. He's not going to be on the field because of that reason. Jarek McKinnon also lays his body out on the line as a good blocker as well for how small he is. I would like to see Prince out there in a blocking role. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be passing him the football anytime soon because if, if you don't do it to Clyde edwards allaire when he was a first-round draft pick, you don't do it to this undrafted guy.
2: I understand the allure of Clyde. Clyde is the only running back in the history of the SEC, in which you can say there's pretty good backs. coming out of Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of good 21st-rounders since 2000. All right, no running back in the history of that conference has ever had a 1,000-yard rushing and 50, 50 receptions. Clyde did it. Clyde is the only one out of the Southeastern Conference. But it came on an LSU team that won the national title. Joe Burrow wins the Heisman. Justin Jefferson was your number two receiver on that team. Jamar Chase was your number one receiver on that LSU team. 14 players drafted from that LSU team. I mean, that team was loaded. So Okay, they had a bunch of stars, and their offensive line was great. That's why Clyde got all his catches. So I understand the allure there for Clyde, but Jerick McKinnon and you're, you're starting to wonder, okay, how, how are these, how are these snaps going to be dispersed from these running backs? Where's Clyde going to get his runs? I think you'll see Clyde a lot in the preseason. Yeah. Cause I think they're going to showcase him. They're trying to trade him for a sixth or seventh round pick. They're going to, they're going to put him out there and showcase him. Cause McKinnon's going to get his Pacheco's getting his, and Daneric Prince is going to get his, Where's does Clyde get his carries? Now McKinnon, in my opinion, was the best signing in the NFL last year, that helped his team. Yes, because yes. here's the thing with him. He w- I know he was on this roster before, but he wasn't. Re- he was let go. He wasn't re-signed until June 14th of 2022. McKinnon, league minimum, barely over a million bucks. Had nine touchdowns past December. Like this was a guy they sandbagged, but he made a lot of, of crucial blocks for Mahomes early in the season, mm-hmm. where he connected with Kelsey and whatever. That doesn't show up on the stat book, but McKinnon's blocking ability, second to none, best blocking back that they have, but then all of a sudden they started using him a lot more on the backfield, gets those nine touchdowns, and what, six straight games of a, of a reception touchdown. Von Miller, you could have made the case earlier in the season for as far as free agent pickups, because he really did help the Bills, and he was really instrumental oh, yeah. in the Bills yes. beating the Chiefs was Von Miller in the regular season, but what McKinnon did for this team from December on, immeasurable. So, But I do see Pacheco getting a lot of carries and Prince. I hope one guy emerges that third and one fourth and one guy cuz that's the one area the Chiefs really 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 need help is third and one last in the league on picking up that short. And I average. think
1: Prince could be that guy cuz of how massive he is.
2: Well they're better on third and four than they are on third true. And one. I mean
1: yeah, but that's what's so weird. It's like I, I trust Patrick Mahomes on third down and 15 rather than third down and one. I don't I don't know why I do. I just do cuz it seems like they always convert when it's further out. But you mentioned uh, Clyde playing more into the uh, to the regular season, I uh, not regular season and the preseason. Are they going to Carlos hide him? You think they're just going to like have it, him and just it, it like straight him out?
2: I do believe they're going to showcase him a little bit in the preseason.
1: What if he just comes out of the preseason? He just balls like what if he just break and tackles good. left and right? That's good for him. him.
2: That's good for him. Then, you know he got some. But the long term plans because he didn't it, pick up the fifth year option is still Pacheco. The long term plans are going to be Pacheco and Prince.
3: Well, Before we go to break, let me ask you guys a question. Do you think it's possible that the Chiefs carry four running backs because they're not carrying a fullback? I think it's possible. and Also, the
2: math with keeping six or seven wide receivers or if you end up keeping four tight ends. because They led the NFL in 12 personnel last year having the two tight ends out there. So there's going to be some math to be done, whether it's seven wide receivers or six. I still think six. Four tight ends and four running backs.
1: I, I mean, unless it's Prince being your fullback in, in certain aspects, I don't think they carry four. I think the the tight ends group definitely carries four, but I, I don't think the running backs do. Because, uh, I mean, heck, you can plug and play a running back wherever you want, honestly. But, no, this is our Chief Spectacular. We're going to take a quick break and come back. This is 610 Sports Radio. Jay Bankley, QT, Kramer Sands. We'll be right back. Welcome in to our Chiefs Spectacular. I'm Kramer Sanso, not Dusty Likens. I'm sorry. But Jay Binkley's in here studio with me for the next 12 minutes. QT on the ones and twos. Feel free. Give us a call. 913-586-7610. As we wrap up this show and Bink, uh, let's just take a look at how this AFC West is going on. We already know. I already discussed this early in the show of who I am liking of. But the Chiefs are still and I mean still light years ahead of the chargers of the Broncos and the Raiders. And so I'm like, I'm curious, like who's the second best team here in this division that could possibly be the, the rubbing the elbows, the, maybe the, the, the annoying little brother type thing. the Chiefs.
2: I wouldn't say light years ahead of the chargers. I think the chargers, I don't
1: know, man. Brandon Staley just brings that thing. Well, down.
2: yes. Hear me out on this though. They, yes, they, play, I'm hearing you, but they do play the chiefs close and it's a very talented team, but I do think there's one addition that they made, which is pretty good, and that's Kellen Moore's offensive coordinator. Because forget about Brandon Staley, who did make better decisions last year than he did the year before. He did blow a 27 point uh, postseason lead to the Jags. But Kellen Moore comes over as a qualified offensive guy. He's had the Dallas Cowboys top four in scoring offense the last two Very years. Very true. Four last year, number one two years ago. Him with. Justin Herbert, I think, does make a difference. I think it makes him better. The one team that I think the most interesting is the Broncos. Oh, come because on. Because, Nathan, well, Nathaniel Hackett was a complete oh, joke. Yeah, and we know yeah, that. Yeah, we know that. And Sean Payton said as much. But here's the thing Do I think Sean Payton <laughs> gives them some validity? I do. Can he fix Russell Wilson? Good luck. But I will say this For a coach that doesn't want to be a distraction, let's do the right things, gentlemen. Let's do the right things. Sean Payton is putting the clown shoes on and being the clown because he has become the distraction. He throws everybody under the bus, from the GM to the president to everybody for what went on last year, and he says, we're going to do things the opposite. Well, you know what? When you make those statements, it's called a check. And you need to do in the NFL, cash the check. He put more pressure on him by the comments that he made because if he doesn't turn it around, people are like, wait a minute, you told me you were going to do things opposite and it was going to be better. Then he does this then he does this after saying all this the next day
4: that made the papers uh, I was just wondering why why you
0: yeah listen i had I had one of those moments where i still had my fox hat on and, <laughs> and not my coaching hat on and uh beep, beep you know beep. i said this to the team in the meeting yesterday we've had a great off season relative to that you know and i've been preaching that message and here i am the veteran um you know, stepping in it and uh, you know, it was it was a learning experience for me. It was a Mistake, obviously. I needed clearly a little bit more filter. I'll just wait, he'll blame, blame um, coffee. You know, there's a pound of flesh for these guys. And, and as a coach, you stick up for them, and after a while, you know, we're past that season last year, and and you know, I said what I said, and and obviously I needed it a little bit more uh, restraint, and uh, I regret that. Um, that being said what I told the team is you know if it can happen and I, I'm th- I think I'm pretty good relative to working with the media and, and pretty savvy and I just have one of those No. Teams. Jared's a good friend uh, real good at his job and uh, two lattes in the morning first first one I see and Forty minutes later, I'm, I'm regretting it. So uh, it is what it is. Sean, <laughs> we've all had
2: that beer after midnight or something, That's make true. a dumb deal when you grab your phone. But man, latte in the morning. Come on, man.
1: Forty minutes and you make a dumb move. But he's like, well, I shouldn't have been distracted.
2: Well, yes, you shouldn't have been distracted. If you're the Chiefs, you're sitting back here going, okay. They finally got a coach, won a Super Bowl, and everything. He's now he's throwing everybody in the bus, and uh, he's being Sean Payton. So this was a good move this have because I actually believed in Sean Payton doing things. But I will say this: he has put more pressure squarely on him. By throwing the Jets under the bus and everybody with an organization.
1: I still think it's the Raiders' the second-best team in this division. I, I do. It's, I don't know if it's the fandom in me, but uh, it might be. I, I, they, they beat the Broncos. They haven't The Broncos haven't beat the Raiders in, like, two years. Chargers are going to split them, and that's just how it's going to be. They're going to lose both games to the Chiefs. That's what's going to happen.
2: Well, 15 of the last 18 they have. Raiders, 9 of the last 10. And the Broncos, last 15, have lost. And Patrick Mahomes has never Lost the road divisional game. Nope, he has not. I'm Sixteen a, and zero.
1: Binkley, I know we have a phone call. Oh. I, it looks like Big T and Sean. Sh- you're gonna have to use it over here. This phone line over here sucks. So I you- can take care of it, Crane. All right. sweet.
4: Big T and Shawnee, what's up? Hey, hey, cats, man. Listen to the Bink. And how, how about Crane Dog? How's it going, Crane Dog? I'm doing
1: great, Big T. I'm I'm usually the guy that uh, answers the phone calls back there.
4: Yeah, but now you're yeah, you're headlining, baby. But I only thing is, bad. the Raiders. Come on now, come on. <laughs> but anyway, that's your team, so whatever. Hey, uh, hey! Uh, you guys are talking about these running backs, man. And you know, I can only dream about this. And uh, you think about the Chiefs short yardage situation, how trouble that is. And and, and then this, it would take, uh, this problem would take care of our goal line situation. I wanted them to sign Ezekiel Elliott, baby. Ezekiel Elliott. Man, that guy's a touchdown machine. He could be your fullback. I know you got all the other running backs. But, man, if he could get him cheap, he would look good in red bank. He would look good in Chiefs red. And that guy's a bulldog. He's a sniff that end zone. Look how many touchdowns he scored last year. I'm surprised nobody signed him yet. Uh, he's probably wanting a lot of money. But man, if we can figure something out, if somebody ever gets hurt, I want Ezekiel Elliott on this team, Bink. What do you think about that? And hey, Bink, hey, let's get a Royals victory today. And as always, let's go Chiefs. But let's get a Royals victory today. Cheer, 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 cheer.
2: I don't think uh, that uh, Ezekiel Elliott's what you want at this point. With the the money going forward, I I think you're going to go with the younger guys. I understand the allure to that. I was on board with LeGarrette uh, or Leonard Fournette early on, just for your short yardage gets. Because, listen, they're not going to do Patrick Mahomes quarterback sneaks after what happened in Denver. Never, never again. But the Eagles showed just how devastating that play can be. Yeah. That the NFL allowed since 2006 where you can push your quarterback in. The Eagles – have made third and ones, fourth and ones virtually unstoppable. It's like the Tecmo Bowl secret play, play number three of the 49ers, which is always going to be a completion, even if you pick that play. Yep. That play is devastating, and hopefully they'll put the uh, the belldozer back there and just push him, just push him on through.
1: Can you just have the belldozer just be behind, uh, behind Creed and just have him take the snap and go forward? Kind of like what they did with Travis Kelsey. Um, I think they do that with him once or twice. But the uh, thing that Big T said about Zeke, if you want Zeke, you're not getting Chris Jones. You know what I mean?
2: But I understand the allure of somebody you, like that, but Litter Fournette would have been one of the guys that I would have said, okay, maybe
1: for third and one, third but you and have, short. You have, I Isaiah Pacheco could be your third and short guy. He could be. And he's he got should, a motor he, that does not stop.
2: But the, as angry as he runs, you want to see that part of his game step up. Yeah. Because he could do it. No, He no, could 100% old. do it.
1: I mean, it, maybe, if it's, maybe it's Prince. Maybe Prince is your third and one guy. Maybe because, I mean, that dude's – We'll like, see. Like Jertgenkin said, what, a month ago or two? He said that he's big. Like, I mean, he's he big. Yeah, no, he is big. And that's what even when Dusty said uh, earlier on in the show. He's like, no, he's he's standing out to him the most right now. So it's uh, it's interesting. Football season's back, baby. It's back. It's oh, here it's to back, stay. Kramer. It is back. It's here to stay. I know you're all juiced up, jiving over there, and you're yeah. I appreciate you coming in. Uh, I had fun. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. QT. Thank you for grabbing me from over the 1660 studio. Q-Dog. I'm been Kramer Sandstone. Thank you for listening. Two dogs. Yeah, we got a couple dogs. We got, we got the dog pound in here. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. This is the Chiefs Training King Spectacular. Uh, have a good one. Have a safe uh, Have a safe Saturday. Safe. Put a smile on your face, Kansas, so you never know who wants to see it. Have a good
3: one.
0: listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens, live from Chiefs Training Camp on Six 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey
2: app.